You've tuned into Omega Church. We are a people hungry to encounter God through worship and His Word, being witnesses to the world around us. We pray this teaching blesses you and trust God will reveal Himself to you in a new way today. And if you need prayer for healing or breakthrough, or to find out more about Omega, head to our website or Facebook page through the links below. The kingdom of God is within me. Louder, clear, one more time. Kingdom of God is within me. Amen. Amen. As you keep making that, uh, as you keep saying it, affirming it, may the kingdom come with power. Amen. I was asking the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to preach? So one morning I was in the bed and praying and I see the number one, two, eight. I said, there's no other thing in there. It's not so hard to guess what is 128. It should be Psalm 128. There's no other book that has 128 chapters in it. So I started preparing, and I did not know until last night that I'm going to preach on some subject, something called um, Father's Day message. It turned out to be a Father's Day message. I am one week early. Pardon me for that. <laughs> Next week is the Father's Day, but... I don't know why the Lord has put that in my heart and why he made me prepare it. I don't know. So receive what the Lord wants to give you this morning. So Psalm 128, you see the title, it says Song of Ascents. What is Song of Ascents? All Israelites will travel to Jerusalem during three most important festivals. Passover, Festival of Tabernacles, and uh, one more. So as they ascend to Jerusalem, Jerusalem is on a hill. Remember, it's on a hill, built on a hill. So as they ascend towards, as they travel towards Jerusalem, these people keep singing these songs. They are not just walking, um, uh, you know, with their heads down and tired and trying to drag themselves out. No. There's a spring in their feet. There's a song in their heart. And they sing these songs as they walk up to Jerusalem. That is what the Song of Ascent is all about. There are about 15 psalms. Uh, when you look into it, even uh, Psalm 127 is a Song of Ascent. So you've got many others that are there, about 15 of them. 130 is a Song of Ascent. Ascent. 131 is Song of Ascent. So do we come to church with a song in our heart? Or are we still trying to get that sleep thing out of your brain and your foggy brain, somehow you are driving, you don't know where you are driving. <laughs> when you want to come to God's presence, you must have a song in your heart. Tell your neighbor, let there be a song in your heart when you come to God's presence. Song of Ascents, uh, Psalm of Ascents is, that's what Song of Ascents is about. So here you see in Psalm 128, blessed are all who fear the Lord. Mm. Pardon me, my notes is here. Blessed are all those who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways. There are, this is a recipe for success. Everybody say recipe for success. Recipe for success has got two elements. One, fear of the Lord. Two, walk in his ways. It's very simple. This talks about a man who fears God and who walks in his ways. If these two things happen to a man, 
what is the result of that you will eat the fruit of your labor blessings and prosperity will be yours your wife will be like the fear, uh, fruitful vine within your house your sons will be like olive shoots around your table this is the man blessed who fears the lord this is the man blessed who fears the lord i when i read it i said so beautiful words but i struggled a lot to develop a message it took me until the last night things were not falling in place so the lord as i was meditating upon the psalm the lord gave me some understanding about certain things first the word used is blessed everybody say blessed so what is this word blessed you see this word so many times particularly on the sermon on the mount jesus used the word blessed are the poor in heart blessed are the meek <coughs> eight different blessings he has pronounced on different characteristics the greek word used is makarios there but in the hebrew you got two words for blessed one word is ashre in verse 1 you use the, the word used is ashre and in verse 2 he used the word ashreka you will eat the fruit of your labor blessings and prosperity will be yours the word blessings they are used is ashreka that's the hebrew word ashreka i should try to pronounce it right ashreka ha ha it has to get real you know it has come through your throat the sound so this word ashreka is the word that man has to do something for it what should we do man has to do something but there is one more hebrew word for blessing and that word is um barak 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 is barak is blessing which only god gives to man what is barak blessing which god gives to man in the first ashreka ashre ashre is the blessing of a man who works hard he is building his business he is working hard he goes for a job he makes money he provides for the family and is he has got a wife he's got children and the wife is like a fruitful vine and the children are like olive shoots around his table it's a beautiful picture of peace and prosperity and blessing that becomes a subject of envy of your neighbors they look at you and they say how come he is prosperous how come he's got have such nice wife how come he has got such nice children you become a subject of envy and that means you have worked for it god does not never in the bible the word ashray ashreka is never used by god for man why god does not envy man any time you have nothing which god can look at and say i envy you no god has everything in himself but when you have it your neighbor can look at you and envy you because of the blessing you have so ashre ashreka blessed are all who fear the lord who walk in his ways and um, the man who is blessed how is how does he get blessed he needs to have certain qualities the one of the qualities that he has is a man has to come under god's revelation say you have to come under god's revelation where is the revelation 
the number one source of revelation is the bible you will subject yourself to the authority of the bible you will not build your life on anything else other than the bible that is the sign of a man who is blessed you want success you want prosperity make the word of god your boss make the bible your boss and then it will be easier everything else will follow that's the reason why jesus said seek ye first the kingdom of god and all these things shall be added unto you seek ye first the kingdom of god and all these things will be added unto you so that is how jesus summarized the psalm 128 and psalm 1 psalm 1 it comes in a different way psalm 1 talks about uh, things to avoid you don't sit you don't walk you don't stand in the in the way of the sinners mockers you avoid certain things but in psalm 128 it's a different thing it is this blessing comes because you make the word of god the ruling principle in your life to which you submit to which you yield and this revelation is very very important the revelation to torah that is the first five books for the jewish people is called torah but for us it is the entire bible now so you need to submit to the torah the word the commandment the testimonies now these are the different words you see psalmist himself use in psalm 119 he exalts the word of god as the the commandment and and he says it's sweeter than honey and he says he, he desires it and um, he feeds upon it so that is something that you cherish it that is something you rejoice in it that something you uh, respect it something that you yield yourself to it success will come you don't have to pursue success you pursue god and success will pursue you secondly according to someone he avoids certain things doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked stand in the way of sinners sit in the seat of mockers his delight is in the law of the lord and he meditates in his word day and night he meditates in his word day and night how do you meditate in his word day and night joseph got something i did not think about writing or talking about it but give me that one the one you are wearing on your hand whatever he got these two bands on which are alphabets uh, h b u t m a t f o h w b g n w p p what does that mean joseph it's a bible verse so that one is isaiah 527 and each letter stands for a word so it helps you remember so it's how beautiful upon the mountain are the feet of him who brings good news who preaches peace who brings good news of happiness who preaches salvation who says to zion your god reigns amen ah that's a cool cool um tool to meditate upon the word find something like that put it on your hand every time you are driving you are walking you remember the word recite it the word meditate in hebrew actually means mutter utter under your breath continuously talking as you speak the word the blessing will be released into your life 
It's not how hard you work. 16 hours a day you are working in your business that are going to make you successful. No. You make the word of God king of your life. And listen to it. Meditate on it. Do it. Rejoice in it. Submit to it. Success will come. Next. It is a safe life. It is a safe lifestyle. This should become a lifestyle. So the man who is successful, he meditates on the, on the word day and night. It becomes a lifestyle for him. And it becomes safe as well. How it becomes safe? A lady wanted to hire a driver. She was very old. So she didn't want to drive. So she advertised and people responded to the advertisement. And uh, she will say, okay, let's go for a drive. And the guy will take her over a, a cliff that is very close to the town and it's very high and deep, you know, just like going into some of those uh, joy rides. A very dangerous curve. So the guy will try to take it so close to the curve and um, when the whole thing is over, he will say, oh, am I hired? She will say, no, you are fired. Why? You took me too close to the curve and you made me insecure. I was very fearful. And one driver, he was very careful. When it came, he was not going too close, not going too fast. He slowed down and he kept far away from the edge and he drove safely. And she said, I hire you. So many times we want to make our life adventurous. Christian life adventurous. We want to try different things which are more dangerous sometimes. Safety is obeying the word of God. When you limit your desires, limit your attempts, whatever you want to do, your lifestyle, it will be more safe when you yield to the word of God. It is always safe. And it will yield its fruit. You will be more fruitful. That's how you, you look into it. So Asher in this verse, is Ashray, um, uh, the word Ashray, is plural, masculine plural in Hebrew. You never see singular word in the Bible anywhere. It never is one person. So why, why, why is that so? The church has to be that body that will submit to the word of God. The church has to be the body that makes the word of God the king. Church has to become the body where revelation reigns, where revelation determines what they will do. And then what happens? you will prosper. I, I will tell you one thing. If you're coming to Omega for five years, let's say we are only three years now, <laughs> two more years. If you've been coming to Omega for five years or six years or whatever duration of time, and you say, I have not prospered, I will say, don't come to church. Why? We are based on the word. We want to make revelation of the Holy Spirit the driving force for our church. We want to be guided by the revelation. We want to be guided by the word of God. And when we live like that, the, the, the prosperity will come. Success will come. It is 100% guaranteed. We don't have to talk about it all the time. But if you make this your lifestyle, and you say after five years, I went to Omega, I became poor. Don't come to Omega anymore. I don't think any pastor will tell you like that. Don't stop coming. But I'm telling you, the, the confidence I have is in the word of God. 
Where does the confidence come from me to speak? The word of God is true. That's the reason why I say these words that I'm saying to you. So Barak is used of God and by God. And Asher is not used by God. Because there's nothing man has which God does not have. There's nothing to envy. God blesses freely man. And he's the eternal giver. He gives and gives and gives. The only problem is, are we taking? Are we receiving? That's the question. Blessed be God. Barak is used. When you use it, blessed be God, you are saying, praise be to God. It's a word of interjection, a word of praise. But when you use it for man, ashray, ashreka, blessing, blessed, that is, you, you are receiving because you work for it. You work for it. But when you, when you make the word of God your guiding principle, you will definitely prosper. There's no doubt about it. Barak is a benediction. Asher, a congratulation. When you, when you say somebody to Asher and give him a shake hand, uh, shake his hands, you are congratulating him for success. But when you use the word Barak, Barak, you are saying, God, I praise you. You are blessed and for giving me these things. So you cannot have Ashray, the blessing, without you saying, Barak, God be praised. Someone may have success Ashray without Barak, but if you're a believer, without Barak, without praising God, you will not have success. Am I speaking to somebody? Let me hear an amen. You have to praise God. As you praise God, the blessing will come. That is Psalm 128. The emphasis of Psalm 128. So everything else will fall in. Once you understand this concept, everything else will fall in place. Now look at it, what it says. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. You will eat the fruit of your labor, not somebody else. Not someone else. You know, when somebody else, you work hard and somebody else eats the fruit, it's not a blessing. It's a curse. But here he says, once you make that your driving principle, blessed are all who fear the Lord and walk in his ways. You walk in his ways. You obey him. You obey the word of God. You obey the revelation. And then you will eat the fruit of your labor. You will work and you'll enjoy the fruit of it. And prosperity will be yours. It will come to you. Secondly, your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. If you read this in different versions, it is written differently. In, uh, I think King James it says, she will be like a fruitful vine on, on the outside of the house. What is outside of the house? What generally happens is you have a house, you will plant a vine, and the vine is crawling on the fence. If you have a wooden fence or something, it just crawls on the fence. It's there. He is not trying to say that you have to keep your wife outside the house. That's not the point here. The point he's trying to make is that she will be fruitful. <laughs> That's the reason why NIV says she will be like a fruitful vine within your house. The actual Hebrew doesn't say within. But it gives you a wrong idea. So he says within your house. But also another way of looking at it is in some of the rich people's houses, you've got, it's a huge house. It's a mansion, you know. And women's quarter will be the center. It will be in the, in the innermost. Innermost part is the the wife lives in the innermost part of the house, where she is more secure. At the same time, she takes control of the house and rules the house. From there, she rules the house. 
and she contributes for the safety of the house, protection of the children, upbringing of the children, and contributes in many different ways, and she becomes a blessing to the man. And man has to provide the safety and protection that she needs, and then she contributes. It is reciprocal. It's reciprocal. You put down the wife, you get back hatred, and you honor her, you get back appreciation and love. You know, it's just mutual. And uh, your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your sons will be like olive shoots. What does an olive shoot stand for? You got an olive tree and you got many olive trees. You, 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 are, you have all the things taken care of. If you want wood, you can chop a tree, you'll have wood. And you want oil, you got the olives, you gather them and put them in the mill and you get the oil. And um, oil is used for nourishment, food, as food, and oil is used as medication. When you got a wound or something, you just apply the oil, olive oil. It, it, it helps in healing or the thing. So what, what, is, uh, what does it mean here, having sons as olive shoots is, around your table, it's a sense of security. In the Old Testament times, in, in the olden days, when a man had many sons and is sitting in the, in the, at the gates of the city, he will be honored because he had many sons who will stand up with him and fight the father's cause. How do you become powerful? You've got powerful sons, you become powerful. Think about Jacob. When his daughter Dina was raped, his sons were away in the field, taking care of the sheep and whatever flock they had. He waited for the sons to come back. Why? He alone cannot do things. His sons become his source of strength. So he, he, that is what here he means. When you have, it's also a wrong idea here. One of the wrong ideas is um, uh, the Middle Eastern culture, and in many other cultures, whether it's China or India, you know, they put more value on a son and less value on a daughter. This cultural problem. But now as Christians, we should not be doing it anymore. We should not put value, more value on son and less value on daughter. Big mistake we are making. Very big mistake. So let us correct it. Look at, take an Asian country, most populous country. When they restricted the number of children you can have to one child, there were so many millions of abortions of the female babies, and they want to have only a son. Because you can have only one child, so they end up having one son. If it is a baby, female baby, they abort the baby. And the situation came in such a way now that they don't have enough women to marry the men. So they are smuggling people from different countries into, <laughs> into the country to get their sons married. So every action of man has its consequence. But what I'm trying to say here is, now there should not be more value for son, less value for daughter anymore. I'm telling very clearly, we should not distinguish between daughter and son. But in the olden times, it was so. So I'm not trying to approve what is written there, but what I'm trying to say, that's a, that has a different connotation of security and strength. So your sons will be around your table, and they, now you have only one son, how much strength you have? In those days, the, Jacob had eight sons, or 12 sons rather, 12 sons. So he was, um, uh, he can feel more secure. Now it's not practical to have 12 sons, and your wife after second delivery may say, I don't want to have one more child and you are in trouble. So, 
there are different issues there. But the point I'm trying to make here, the word says in something different here, you will have security through your children. They will care for you. And this is also another, another of the things, you know, this is, uh, I think, African, Asian way of thinking, or many other cultures also, that when I become old, my children will take care of me, you know? I don't know if it's going to happen or not. But the point is, when you have children and they care for you, it's the most beautiful picture of care and love. It's not use and throw. Oh, in your strength days, you worked hard, you brought me up, okay, your time is finished, you die in an old age home. <laughs> I'm not against it. If there's nobody there to take care, old age home is the best place. But I wish that I will remain strong until the last day. This is my prayer. I used to pray for my mom like that. I used to pray that she should be on her feet until the last day. And she was probably for a day not able to walk on her own, and she died. I said, God, I thank you for answering my prayer, for keeping her on her feet. Because that should be, see, that what you pray is what you get. What you pray is what you get. You pray with vision for the future. Lord, keep me on my feet. Keep me strong. Keep me healthy until the last day. And you have prayed that prayer for 10 years, 20 years. You think God will put you and paralyze you and make you die on the bed? No. He will not do that. So I would encourage you to pray what you want to receive. Think about the future and pray. Don't, make, don't let your safety, security remain on someone else, but let God be your security. Let God be your promise, uh, promise keeper. And you pray to him and he will bring it to pass. Next, your sons will be like olive shoots around your table. Thus is the man blessed who fears the Lord. Now, the word here used blessed is barach, not ashray. Do you hear, do you hear me where I, what I'm saying? The word initially used was ashray, ashray ka. But now, it is barach. Thus is the man blessed by God. Do you want to be blessed? Ask your neighbor. What should you do? Fear the Lord, walk in his ways. It's a very simple formula. You want to be a happy daddy, you want to be a blessed daddy, and you want to be ashray daddy. You cannot be, have a happy daddy, happy successful daddy, without having a successful happy wife. You cannot be a happy daddy and have successful daddy without having successful children. So when all these things are working together, you don't think, you know, fam why did God create family? That's his idea. Why did God create family? So that the blessing of God may not just remain with one person. You cannot remain a single person, a woman and a man, and live life and die. That's not God's plan. Most of the times, 99.99% God's plan is that you should marry, and you must have a good wife, and you must have good children. She should be like a fruitful wine, and the children should be like all issues around your table, and you must be barach, blessed by God. That's God's plan. Many are missing it, unfortunately. But when you go through this cycle, when you are blessed, your wife is blessed, your children are blessed, your house is blessed, what happens is 
Let, look at this. May the Lord bless you from Zion all the days of your life. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem. When you're blessed as a family, the city is blessed. Tell your neighbor, when God blesses you, the city is blessed. You need to pray for the prosperity of, and peace of Christ church. This is where you are living now. Why? When you are blessed, city is blessed. And when you bless the city, you are blessed. So you need to pray for the city. And may you live to see your children's children. Now this doesn't end here. I see John and Joseph. And I see Matthias. Children's children. Is it a blessing? It's Barach. God's blessing. It's God's blessing. I don't take anything lightly. It's God's blessing. And I believe if Christ's coming is delayed long, I may even live to see Matthias' children. <laughs> 25 years, <laughs> it is enough. The world is so fast these days, you know. Children are getting married at the age of 16, 18, even though it is not legal. So... <laughs> Peace be upon Israel. Everybody say, peace be upon Israel. What is Israel? Chosen of God. It's a God's chosen nation. And today, we are the Israel of God. The church is the Israel of God. Church is the Israel of God. When you are blessed, when your wife is blessed, your children are blessed, your house is blessed, your city is blessed, your nation will be blessed. Every city is blessed, the nation is blessed. And the church is blessed. God's church is blessed. I don't know how much time I have. Quickly, I will run you through some scriptures. Psalm 112 verse 1. Praise the Lord. Bless the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. See, these two things go together. Fear the Lord and greatly delights in his commandments. His offspring will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Light dawns in the darkness for the upright. He is gracious, merciful, and righteous. So we are promoting the religion is not something you go through it, you have to go to church, you have to go to Sunday school, that should not be a burdensome experience. It should be in a relationship with God, where you fear his name, you obey his laws, you make his word the king of your life, and then every blessing follows you. Seek ye first his kingdom, all these things will be added unto you. Psalm 115 verse 13, he will bless those who fear the Lord, small and great alike. Does he make a distinction? No. Whether you are a king or you are a, a worker in the factory, it doesn't matter. If you uh, fear his name and obey him, he will bless you. He doesn't distinguish. And top it of all of, take the example of life of Joshua. He succeeded Moses. At the time when he was succeeding Moses, he said, As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. God's leadership, God's blessing, God's oversight, God's protection, 
God's provision will not cease with one generation. It will continue from generation to generation. As it was with Moses, so it will be with Joshua. If you do not have it, seek it. You can make a beginning. You can make a beginning. Sometimes some of us, like my parents, uh, my mother was a believer, my father died when he didn't know about Christ. And my, all my ancestors, they never believed it. And I was the first one to believe in Christ. You can make a beginning connecting with God and the blessing will come into the family. It will come into the family. That's the reason why the Philippian jailer, when he asked, what must I do? When he asked Paul, Paul said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thou and the household will be saved. You will be saved and your family will be saved. Believe it. Claim it. God, you wrote it here that my family will be saved. May my everyone member of my family be saved because you wrote it here. Do it. I praise you because you are a God who will do it. Because I'm yielding myself to you. I'm making your word the, the guiding principle in my life, the governing principle in my life. I'm making it the king of my life. Let me be blessed. Let my family be blessed. It will come. It will come. It will not fail. So what, what, what did um, Joshua have? Some, some of the things that God told to Joshua was, meditate upon the word. Let it not depart from your mouth. I'll just read it for you. Chapter 1. Verse 7 onwards, little bit, later part of 7. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. You want success? Obey the word. Do not let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So every father can be successful. Every father can be prosperous. Every father can go ahead in life. And he can make God's kingdom come into his family. And as the wife becomes fruitful, as the children like all issues around your table, the whole family is blessed. When the whole family is blessed, the city of Christ Church will be blessed. Jerusalem will be blessed. And peace will come to Israel, the chosen nation of God. So also, the whole church, wherever you are in the whole world, whether in Japan or Africa or in Canada, anywhere you are, Germany, the blessing of God will come. Why? That is God's principle, God's plan, God's way of working. And if you're in the plan of God, you will be blessed. Amen? Shall we pray? Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. You are the eternal Father. Jehovah Yeshua. We praise you. We worship you. Because you are pursuing mankind from generation to generation. And you want to bless every generation. You want to bless every man, every woman. We praise you, God Father. May Barach, your blessing, come upon your children this morning. Because they want to make your word the ultimate authority of their life. They want to fear your name. They want to do your will. And I pray that you will bring this change in their heart. Lord, touch their heart, touch their mind. Touch their heart, touch their mind. Touch their heart, touch their mind. So that they will, O oh God, Father, believe you. Fear your name and do your will. And let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. To the glory of your name. Thank you for your word. Bless your children this morning. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.